One of my favorite pieces of Christmas music is Straight No Chaser's Nutcracker, which mocks the ballet and twists its music with funny lyrics and hysterical moments in the song. Hi there, and welcome to episode 13 of 8 Minutes of Music History. I'm Renegoki, and today we will be learning about one of the most famous ballets and classical suites in the world, the Nutcracker. The Nutcracker isn't only a famous ballet, it's also a very popular classical suite. Tchaikovsky composed the Nutcracker, and before it premiered in St. Petersburg, he took the eight pieces we know and love today and compiled them into the Nutcracker Suite, Opus 71A. The suite became very popular worldwide, but the ballet only became famous decades after its premiere. The ballet is based on E.T.A. Hoffman's novel The Nutcracker and the Mouse King, which is about a girl that befriends a nutcracker and fights the evil Mouse King. The original book is actually quite dark, and so there are a few tweaks made to the script to make it more child-friendly. Tchaikovsky began work on the ballet in 1891. Soon afterwards, he took a trip to America for the opening of Carnegie Hall. On his way home, he stopped in Paris, where he discovered the Celesta. The new instrument's clear, bell-like tone fit the Nutcracker's fairy tale theme perfectly. The instrument can be heard in Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy. The first performance of this ballet was held in December of 1892 in St. Petersburg, Russia. Tchaikovsky said in a letter to a friend that the ballet was quite boring. It was obvious that the audience enjoyed the music, but the ballet was not as interesting as Tchaikovsky hoped for. Because of this, the Nutcracker did not take off at first. The suite became incredibly popular, but the ballet was a failure. Forty years later, the ballet was first performed outside of Russia. The premiering performances in England and the U.S. were not very popular, as they used the same boring stage performance as the original. It wasn't until 1954, when George Ballantyne created a staging of his own, that the ballet became noticeably popular. The staging is the performance you typically see today, because it's a lot more exciting and colorful than the original. The ballet became more and more popular, and today, it's one of the few pieces of Christmas music that's played worldwide. Now that we've talked about the ballet, let's talk about Tchaikovsky's unique composition. Before we start, I'd like to preface this with a warning that not all Nutcracker performances feature songs in this specific order. Some might be completely rearranged to make it more interesting, but I'm going to feature the songs that are the most notable. Let's start with the Grand Adagé from the Grand Pass d'Ardu, which is one of the most famous ballet duets ever. In the middle of composing the suite, a friend of Tchaikovsky bet that he couldn't write a melody based on an octave in sequence. To make it simpler, his friend bet that he couldn't write a tune that had the bass of eight consecutive notes in sequence. Let, let's hear the piece and try to listen for what I'm talking about. Thank you. 
As you heard, the harp goes up and down a scale, with a few extra notes sprinkled about. The violin also stayed on the scale, never straying from the notes of the scale in consecutive order. Next, let's talk about the march. The official name of the piece is just March, but most call it the March of the Nutcracker. The march comes right after the overture, playing during a lively party scene. The excitement of the piece instills a feeling of joy in the audience. Let's listen to it now. Next comes the dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy, which takes place in the Land of Sweets. We already talked about the inspiration for this piece, so let's truck on to the next stop. The Russian dance is one of the four international features meant to represent something in the Land of Sweets. The original dance is inspired by a Russian folk dance called the Trebak. The dancers usually wear red and white clothing to represent candy canes. Something Tchaikovsky did in the piece was that it slowly gets faster throughout the piece. It gives the audience a sense of how fast can the dancers go, raising the sense of excitement. The second international feature is the Arabian dance, which is a lot slower than the Russian dance. This dance is supposed to represent coffee, as the original choreography features dancers that move in ways that look like rising steam. The piece uses a repetitive woodwinds bass line, with the strings providing the melody. The dark sounds of the clarinet, bassoon, and French horn give the bass line a very dark and mysterious feel. The third international feature is the Chinese dance, representing Mandarin tea. The piece features a repetitive bassoon bass line with an exotic Asian flute chorus. The original dance features a lot of jumping, quick movements around the stage. And finally, we have the fourth international feature, the Spanish dance. The piece features a lively Spanish fandango, with trumpets and castanets heard throughout the piece. The dance typically features many people performing very exciting, quick movements, somewhat similar to the Chinese dance. The next piece is the reed flutes, or better known as Dance of the Merlotons. A merloton is both a sweet French cake and a musical instrument that produces a reedy sound, hence the high flute chorus. The dance typically features dancers performing a very jumpy dance while playing merlotons.
The last piece we'll talk about today is the Waltz of the Flowers. The flowers dance into the room to a harp playing a beautiful entrance sequence, and then the flowers perform a waltz, hence the name of the piece. The piece varies at level of excitement. Sometimes it's loud and lively, sometimes it's quiet and calm. And at that, the ballet concludes. It just so happens that's where this episode will conclude as well. The Nutcracker is one of the most famous ballets in the world. Today, the suite is one of the few pieces of Christmas music that's played worldwide. I hope you enjoyed this episode of 8 Minutes of Music History. Have a great day.